going to go to the book of uh, St. Matthew today. St. Matthew chapter number 21. St. Matthew chapter number 21. It's where we're going to begin today, and we're going to start at verse number 17. Amen. I believe that prayers have already covered the word today, so I won't go into a, an additional prayer, but we're going to go into the text. St. Matthew chapter number 21, <clears throat> and we're going to begin at verse number 17. The title of our message this morning is, You Can Have What You Say. Amen. I'd like for somebody to repeat this. Amen. You can have what you say. Amen. Repeat after me. You shall have what you say. We're going to bring it on home. You can have what you say. Amen. Not what somebody else say, but you can have what you say. Amen. And, and you understand probably towards the end of the message why the Lord gave us this particular message. Now, in St. Matthew chapter number 21, uh, there's been a celebration. Uh, Christ is riding into Jerusalem and they're crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. But there's some uh, priests and scribes and Pharisees that does not like it when you get some attention. Amen. So that's how it is. When anybody want to celebrate you, you will always find somebody that does not like you being celebrated. Amen. Or the God in you being celebrated. Amen. So let's begin reading at verse number 17 in Matthew chapter number 21. Verse 17 says, and he left them. You got to learn how to leave some folk behind. Amen. He says, and he left them and went out of the city into Bethany and he lodged there. Okay, what's going on here? He left them and he went to the, out into the city. Uh, a city is an encounter uh, to Bethany. Bethany is meaning unripened fruit, or it means the house of afflictions. Sometimes we will have to lodge in a place that's uh, with afflictions or hardship and difficulties. But don't worry about that because, see, God allows us to go through different things for different reasons. He has a purpose and he has a plan. Amen. So, so Bethany is that house of affliction. You know, one moment of being celebrated. Now you leave that place of celebration and you find yourself in a house of afflictions or hardship. I think earlier I heard somebody say, is anybody been going through this week? Amen. So some of us had some difficulties this week and some of us had some hardships this week. Now, let's look at verse number 18. Something happens here between verse 17 and verse 18. Now, verse 18 says, now in the morning. Now. See, after afflictions, after hardships, after difficulties, there comes a now in our life. Amen. There comes a now. A now what? A now of a morning. What is the morning? There comes a breakthrough. 
Wherever we have a break, we always will have a breakthrough after we go through our trials and tribulations. Amen. So that's something we need to hold on to. So whenever you're going through anything, just remember there's a breakthrough ahead for you. Amen. So, so coming out of afflictions, now is the breakthrough. Then the Bible goes on to say, and he returned into the city. He hungered. Anytime we come up out of affliction and we have a breakthrough, we become hungry for the things of God. Most times when we're going through, we don't really hunger after God. But when we come through that breakthrough, that new season, then we begin to hunger for God, hunger for the things of God, hunger for the people of God. Y'all know how it is. When you're going through, you don't want nobody really around. Amen? But but when God brings you to that point of breakthrough, you want everybody to be there. You want a fellowship. You want to be in friendship. Amen? But, but, but remember now, the key thought today is, you can have what you say. Amen. You can have what you say. Now, verse 18 continues and it says, And now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. Verse 19 says, And when he saw, hmm, interesting, and when he saw a fig tree in the way, when he saw, whenever we come out of hardship, we come into a place of that breakthrough. The first thing we get is vision. He saw. Vision. See, before when you're in difficulty, you really can't see. <laughs> All you see is darkness. All you see is the problem. Amen. You don't, you don't see the answer. Come on, y'all. Let's be real. We don't see the answer. We just see the problem. But when we come out, come out of that breakthrough, we have vision. Well, what do we see? When we have vision or when we come through that breakthrough, the first thing he sees is, he says, a fig tree in the way. Interesting. It's more than just a fig tree, but the fig tree was in the way. In the way. In other words, this is in my way. So there's some things that are in the way. Amen. So vision now. See, you got to see. You you got to be able to see what's in your way that keeps us from coming in and praising God as we ought to have. Amen. What was in the way? Amen. Was tiredness in the way? Or was uh, the thoughts of the mind or situations back home? What was in the way that kept us from praising and glorifying the Holy One? Amen. So he talks about the fig tree was in the way. In the way, in the way. And then he says, and he found nothing. And when he came to it, he found nothing thereon but leaves. And said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee his forth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. Now, to understand about this fig tree, we have to understand the characteristics of a fig tree. Christ did not just curse it just to be cursing. Amen. What happens with a fig tree is a fig tree, the fruit of the fig tree comes before the leaves. So if the fruit is there before the leaves and when he gets there and there's nothing but leaves, I said, God, what's really happening there? You see, the fig tree represents uh, prosperity and security. But there is no fruit there on the fig tree, just leaves. Now, in every season, whether it's, it's summer, winter, 
fall or spring, there should always be fruit on the fig tree. It's same as it is in our lives today. No matter what we're going through, whether it's in the summertime, if it's a drought, if it's a dry season in our life, we still should have some fruit. Amen. Even when it's uh, the fall season, we should still have fruit on our tree. We are the tree of righteousness. Amen. We should always have fruit. And even in our winter season, in our seasons of adversity, we should still have fruit hanging on the tree. Amen. Because you never know who may want to eat from your tree. You will never know who desires something, who needs something from your tree. So you got to always have fruit. And, and the key thing about that, that fig tree, the fruit, even in the springtime, the, the, the old fruit do not fall off. What happens is new fruit grows right over the top of the old. So it should always have fruit, no matter what season. I hear your Holy Spirit. No matter what season we are in life, we should always have fruit on our tree. Amen. We're women now. We are trees of righteousness. Amen. Now, I want to show us a couple of things here that dealing with this fig tree. I want to deal with two things, historically uh, and spiritually. We're going to talk about the historical Israel first. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Because and, and one point, when you want to deal it with in, in the physical sense or deal with in history, you've got to look at this fig tree representing Israel. Amen. Now, we're going to Isaiah chapter number 65. Isaiah Chapter number 65. Isaiah chapter number 65. Amen. Are we there? Isaiah chapter number 65. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 2. Amen. Because see, there's a condition there. There's a condition. Remember now, it should have been bearing fruit, but it just had leaves only. Hmm. Didn't have fruit. Now, let's look at the condition. Isaiah chapter number 65, beginning reading at verse number 2. Are we there? Verse 2 says, God is speaking. I have spread out my hands all the day unto a what kind of people? A rebellious people. Remember now, these are God's chosen people. Amen. He says, I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people which walketh in a way that was not what good. After their own what? Thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans that they had a zeal of God going about to establish their own righteousness and not the righteousness of God. Amen. Now, verse number three says, a people, God is still speaking, a people that provoketh me to anger continuously to my face. Mm, that's strong. Continuously to my face face that sacrifices in the gardens and burn of incense upon altars of brick. Let's drop down to verse number five. Same chapter. Verse five says, which say, stand by thyself. Come not near to me. For I am what? Holier than thou. Ooh. But look what God says. These are a smoke or a vapor in my nose. A fire that burning all the day. Have you ever encountered anybody that thought they was holier than thou? 
you know, you know, they they don't have issues, they don't have problems, and you know, they want to say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time and tell you how you need to handle your stuff, Amen. But they can't handle their own stuff, yeah. But they want to appear to be holier than thou. Y'all, y'all have met them kind of folk, you know. They want to look down on you, but 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 cannot see their own mess. Holier than thou. Oh, see, that's how Israel was. You know, they, they, they felt like since they were given the law, that they had it all going on. But God let them know. Say, no, you think you're holier than thou. But He says to him that they were just a, of just smoke. In other words, they were just vapor. They were nothing. Just this air, a vapor, nothing. Now let's move to a spiritual Israel that represents the church. Amen. Spiritual Israel that represents the church. Let's go to Second Timothy. We're looking at spiritual Israel that represents the church. Amen. And we are the body of Christ. We're the church, right? Amen. Second Timothy. Amen. Chapter number three. We, we are the church, right? Do y'all not know you the church? <laughs> Amen. So we're, now we're going to look at the spiritual, spiritual Israel that represents the church. Now, verse number, uh, chapter number three in Second Timothy, verse number five. Remember now, the fig tree didn't have no fruit, just had leaves on. Okay? So, who is that symbolic for the church guy? Second Timothy, chapter number three, verse number five. Having a what? A form of godliness. You know, you look like you're holy, you look like you're doing all the right things, but if the truth be known, and God opened the closet door. Everything ain't what it's pretending or looks like it's supposed to be. Amen. Having a having a form, outward appearance, not inwardly, but outwardly, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such he says, turn away from. You see, if you got the godliness, if you got God on the inside, you got power. You got power. So you got power to, to, to say what you say. Amen. You shall have what you say. You got power. If God is operating in us, you got power. Amen. You can have what you say. Amen. I'm going to drill that in you. You can have what you say. Because see, a lot of us are lacking some things. Amen. So we are not, we are not receiving some things that we're asking of God. You shall have what you say. A form of godliness. A form of godliness. Pretense. False pretense. A form of it. Not, not the real deal, not the, the genuine thing, but a form of godliness. That's the spiritual Israel representing the church. Now, let's go back to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew chapter number 21. Let's go back there. And we're going to continue reading. Now, when you look at these leaves, you're looking at these leaves. What does these leaves remind you of? Adam and Eve. What do they do? They cover themselves with leaves. Why did they cover themselves with leaves? Because they had sin. You know how it is. When we sin, do we want to be around godly people? No. Amen. No, we don't want to be around godly people. We like to cover ourselves with leaves. You know, there's a false covering. Because see, what happened there in the garden, the light was gone. When, when, when they sinned, the light was gone. So they tried to cover themselves with leaves. When really they were, they were supposed to be one that had the fruit. 
They, they were in relationship and commune with God. Now, back to Matthew chapter number 21. It always talks about how let no fruit grow. This is a curse he puts. Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently, at that moment, the fig tree withered up. Ye shall have what ye say. Stay with me. Ye shall have what ye say. You have to be careful. Verse number 20 says, And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith, and doubt not, ye shall not do this which is done to the fig tree, but also ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Verse 22 says, And all things whatsoever ye shall, say, ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive it. Now, God says one thing we need to tell people, be careful what you say. You be careful what you say because you can have what you say. Let's look at Psalms 34, which we have not put up. But Psalms 34. Let's look at Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Because there's something I want us to see here. Psalms 34. Psalms chapter number 34. Amen. Psalms chapter number 34. This is something we need to always remember. Always remember. Psalms 34, verse number 19. Amen. Psalms 34, verse number 19. It says, Many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord do what? Delivereth him out of them all. So, so when we're, when we're careful with our words, we got to not pronounce death on our own selves. Amen. Or on our own situations. God says, yeah, I'm going to go through this. There's going to be hardships. There's going to be difficulties. But he also says, I may have many afflictions. You may have many afflictions. The, the church, the, the people of God may have many afflictions, but God delivers them out of them all. But you can have what you say, even in that circumstance and in that situation. Now, let's go and let's begin to look at Mark chapter number 11. St. Mark chapter number 11. Be careful with your words. Be careful with your words. You know how it is sometimes when we speak too quick? I'm going to show you what words can do. Amen. And be careful with words. Amen. Yes, there's two full things here. St. Mark chapter <laughs> number 11. Okay. Remember now, in Matthew, he talks about the fig tree. He does it as if it's all taken in one day. Here in St. Mark, there's another sequence as if it took over the second day. It was over the night, over the, over the morning. St. Matthew chapter number 11 Looking at verse number 20. Let's slow myself down. Verse number 20. Verse 20 says, St. Mark, chapter number 11. I'm with him. It says, and in the morning, breakthrough. And in the morning, as they passed by, they didn't go near. They passed by. They, what? They saw. 
they saw, vision, they saw the fig tree, what? Dried up from the roots. Now, wait a minute. He just cursed the fruit. How did the root get dried up? Think about it now. Think, think, think about it. Now, we have to be careful how we release our words. Our words have lasting effect. Our words will initiate death. Remember now, he just cursed the fruit. He said the fruit will be there no more forever. But the whole tree dried up even down to the roots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Proverbs. Proverbs. We're going to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 18. Proverbs chapter number 18. We want to make sure we all get there. Proverbs chapter number 18. Over there. Words have an after effect. Words have an after effect. Amen. Over there. Proverbs chapter number 18. Looking at verse number 21. We're going to read this together. Everybody there? Everybody there? Proverbs chapter number 18. Verse number 21. Together. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the words that you release. See, what you see here in Mark chapter number 11, what you see here is the after effect of the words. You know, you can say something to somebody now. You can release some hard words to them. But you don't see the results of those words. Amen. Because see, those words have a domino effect. Anybody been releasing some words this week? Better come down here a little bit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> he said, I brought a brand new book with me. Amen. Anybody been releasing words this week? Amen. Anybody? Y'all mighty quiet. Anybody been releasing some words this week? Words. Been releasing some words. Words. Oh, well, well, I'm not talking about words of encouragement. Because right now, what we're trying to see is this. See, Proverbs of death and life is in the power of the tongue. But see, when Christ, when he cursed that fig tree, he cursed the fruit. He just cursed the fruit. But it ended up, it not only had a lasting effect, but it ended up cursing the root. Dried up never again. It, it could not produce again. Look at Scripture. Look at it. It says when it, it dried up from the root, there's an after effect from the words that we say. An after effect. What was the after effect to the tree? Death. Do you not know that you can speak death to your own relationships? You can speak death to your own marriage? You can speak death to your job? I mean, whatever situation, you can speak death to your finances. You can say, I'm going to always be broke. Yeah, you just spoke it. You just declared you're going to always be broke. Words. Words have power. Words have power. Look at that. The after effect of what we say. After effect. I'm, I'm, 
I said I wasn't going to share this dream, but I guess I will because I wasn't still not quite sure of the meaning of this word, of the dream I had this morning. Early this morning, I dreamt that I had on some high heel shoes, minister. Real high, high, uh, high heel shoes. Somebody had given them to me. And when, when I began to, to walk in, my, in the first part of my walking in the shoes, I was able to balance myself. But then I ended up standing with a group of people. And when I tried to stand up on those shoes, I had difficulty. So I tried to balance myself on somebody else. And as long as I was on, you know, balancing myself on someone else, I was able to stand. But when I moved my, my arm then and tried to stand on my own, I couldn't balance myself. So the scene changes, and when it changes, then I'm with another group of people, look like pastors, look like leaders, and, and I was sitting down along the way, and as I sat there, uh, this lady that was stood at the podium, she called for me uh, to read a scripture. She handed me the book. Well, the book was a Bible. It was two books. It was one larger book, and then it was one smaller book. But the interesting thing that I saw for the scripture that I was to read, and Holy Ghost, I don't know, but I know you know. The scripture that was pulled out that I was to read was about divorce. I said, well, God, surely nobody in the house is trying to get no divorce or not contemplating it in their minds. Surely not God. But then I've got to praying, and I'm still looking for the interpretation of that dream. Still looking for the interpretation. Because I heard the Holy Spirit this morning, early this morning, about 3.34 o'clock, says somebody's about to make a decision that's in a relationship that they ought not to make. And it's not a good decision. About to make the wrong decision. Amen. So I've got to go on with it. I don't know who that's for, but you know what? The person that's here, thank you, Holy Spirit, they know the decision they're about to make is not the right one. They're contemplating to doing something contrary to what God's told them to do. Amen. Now, let's go on back. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're going back to St. Mark chapter number 11. Okay. Now, verse number 21 says, And Peter calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. That's why in relationships, the words that you say is crucial. Always speak positive and not negative. Because what's happening is you're killing your own relationship. You're destroying your own relationship with the world. Oh, Holy Ghost, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the Lord revealed this to, about, to me about these high heels. I said, God, what's the significance of those high heel shoes? He says this. He says, they were given to you, but those high heels represent a woman giving it to a man. Watch out whose advice you're receiving. Be careful who you allow to speak into your ear. Be very I can only give you what the Holy Spirit says. But the Spirit says somewhere somebody's giving some wrong advice and they're really trying to destroy your relationship. So you need to be careful who has your, oh my God, I heard that. Be careful who has your ear. 
Be careful. Holy Spirit, I feel him, y'all. I feel him, Jesus. Verse 22 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. I don't care what you're facing. He says, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Verse 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that who shall, shall say unto the mountain, or this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he what? He saith. Whatsoever he saith. What do you see in that verse? What do you see in that verse, Brenda Lord said? What do you see in that verse? What do you see in that verse? When you look in that verse, in verse number 23, it says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that thou shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he say. He said, what you see is this. You see strength and power in that verse. Strength and power. Strength and power. Strength and power. Your words carry strength and power when you have faith in God. See, when you try to do it in yourself, you can forget it. But when you have faith in God, there's strength and power in what you say. That's why you got to be careful what you say. Amen. And not only careful what you say, but how you say what you say. Amen. <laughs> be careful what you say. Now, the Lord says this. We can face and conquer great difficulties by faith in God. I don't care what your circumstances are, what your difficulties are, what your hardships are. God says we can face it, that mountain, whatever that problem is that looks like a mountain in our lives. God says if we have faith in God and faith in him, we can speak to that thing. It has us a cover to the power of God. Have faith in God, he says. You can face whatever it is. I don't know what you're facing, but God knows what you're facing. But he says that once you understand the power that you possess, I think Paul puts it this way. The word is not the even in my mouth. It's here. You can speak it. I'm not talking about naming and claiming. I'm talking about speaking the word of God because you've got faith in God. Then he says, you're going to always have challenges in life. And those challenges are going to seem like a mountain. And they're going to seem like they're deeply rooted. But he says, have faith in God. Have faith. Isn't it interesting that when Christ begins to speak to those people, the hearing, when he began to speak, he tells them to have faith in God. Don't have, not faith in man, not faith in Brenda, not, not faith in yourself, but he says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Then he says this, you'll be put to the test. Now, how do I know that what I'm saying 
is true. And how do you all know what I'm saying is true? Or am I just reading some words from the scripture, from the Bible? Okay. Now, last week, last week, this is how I know that you can have what you say. Last week, I said this to God. I said, God, I want a certain thing, a certain amount, before the end of the year. I was talking about my finances, okay? Can I be real? Talking about my finances. I said, God, I want a certain amount before the end of the year. I want my finances to look like this. Spoke that, that day. Riding, driving in a vehicle. Talking to God. Before the day is over, before the day was over, that which I spoke came to pass. Y'all look at me like, hmm. I'm teaching you something now. I'm teaching you. If you have faith in God, whatever you speak, you can have it. Your words are powerful. The next thing I said was this. I said, um, Lord, I need this. I had planned to do something with it, but I changed my mind. I think I'm going to keep it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So now I can tell it since I'm going to keep it. Amen. 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 I said, Lord, I need a microwave. Now, I don't need no microwave. But I had planned to do something with it. But I changed my mind. I am going to keep it because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it back in church because God passed that on to somebody else. Now, I said, God, I, I need a microwave. So some of y'all, that might be trivial. Okay? You can have, remember that, you can have what you say. Now, somebody said, well, what, what, what's the word evidence? Well, my evidence is my two little grandkids because they know and they've seen the microwave, and they were with me when I got it. You can have what you say. Now, you know the scripture in the Bible says you ain't got to have no money. Y'all remember that scripture in the Bible? You can buy with no money. Y'all remember that scripture? God speaks in my heart. He said, pick up the phone, dial his number. Okay, Lord. Dial the number, and I said, person that answered the phone, I said, I need a microwave. Got in it? Yeah, I got him. Well, how much you want from them? They said, nothing. Come and get it. Y'all think I'm crazy. Listen, let, let me. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all be, be, be with me. Be with me. Now, y'all can sit up in here and not have what God has for you when God says, if you speak it, you can have what you say. I am a living example. It's not what I've heard somebody else say. It's not. I, I, I activated the word that was in the book. I remember one of the things Dr. Mellon said to Minister Adams. He said this. He said, I want to learn how to activate every word that God says in that book for my life. I want to activate the word in that book so it will manifest itself in my life. You can have what you say, but you've got to be crazy enough to believe God for it. I asked for the microwave. The man said, come on and get it. You know what happened? When I went to get it, they said, you come around here. And they brought it to me. Put it in my van. You can have what you say. Spiritually, you can have what you say. 
You look at everybody else and you say, well, you know, they're so high in God. They know that God's word. Well, listen, you can have what you say. Declare that you are the head and not the tail in the word of God. Not just, not just in your finances. Because let me tell you something. When you begin to operate in the realm of God and speak what God says, if the spirit is first, he will flow everything else afterwards. Seek, thank you, Holy Spirit. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else will be added. How many folk need some stuff? But you better put the first things first. The first thing is seek ye first the kingdom of God. Some of y'all robbing God. I wonder why God's attracting. Go in the book, you'll find out. Go in the book. It's there. It's in the book. It's in the book. But you can have what you say. You can have it. I know. I experienced it. I experienced that thing. And I said, God, you're bad. Here I go again. God, you're bad. Learn how to activate the word of God in the book. Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Y'all jealous folks. Y'all folks have got a problem. Stay in a condition. Be like the fig tree with just leaves. I'm going to be fruitful according to the word of God. Operate in the word, y'all. Operate. That's what it's here for. Operate. You can have what you say. What's, what's you facing? What are you facing? What circumstance and hardships and difficulties you are facing? If you don't speak that thing into existence, it will never happen for you. Take a lesson from the fig tree. He released that word. But there was a lasting effect. It manifested itself. You can have what you say. Some of y'all say, well, I don't want no materialistic things. I don't want none of that. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all say, I don't want no money either. Well, you go tell that to do power. Because the only thing I think do power takes is money. George Washington's. Amen. Don't be stupid. You got to have some jack to take care. How are you going to bless and feed other folk without any money? You can have what you say. What do you want? Some folk want some things spiritually. Some people want some things physically. Some people just want peace of mind. But let me tell you something. You can have what you say. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.